have you ever been inside of a hot sauce tasting shop at night in New Orleans? New Orleans is a fun place to be at night. There's street musicians on every corner playing every type of music. Rap, jazz, country, classical, you name it, all blending together. And the Mississippi River is just a stone's throw away. I remember climbing down the water's edge to touch it, to feel how cold it was, even in the middle of summer. Sometime that night, my wife and I ended up in this store with long aisles of colorful bottles, bins of tortilla chips, and tasting stations for more types of hot sauce than I knew existed. This was weird stuff. Stuff like horseradish oyster, New Zealand kiwi pepper, and, of course, the hot stuff. Each claimed to be more fiery than the next. We spent an hour roasting our tongues, wishing for water we'd finished drinking long before we found the shop, before eventually settling on the weirdest thing we could find, crawdad jelly, a gift for my in-laws. The shop was a lot like New Orleans on a whole. There were just too many things to try or to see to really sink into any one. It was in the process of tasting as many as we could that we really experienced it. Hi, welcome to Intro to Mass Media. I'm your instructor, and this class is like a hot sauce tasting shop. My name is Daniel Thompson, and for the last 10 years, I've been playing with media. And when I say media, I mean media. All media. I've worked in four newsrooms, ran a 63-episode podcast, filmed four documentaries, 20 wedding videos, and a bunch of random commercials for rodeos and astronaut museums. I've been a production specialist in the basement of an overheated, sweaty radio station. A lot like how my office is right now. It's very warm in here. I've been a fashion photographer and a music video director. I even wrote a World War II novel once, uh, but don't ask me about it. I was 14 years old, and I haven't even showed it to my wife yet, so yeah, you're not seeing it either. I'm not saying any of these things to brag to you, I just want you to understand that I love media. I love consuming it, I love studying it, but more than everything else, I love making it. So when the lovely folks in the broadcast journalism department, being of course the best department on Langston's campus, offered me the chance to teach intro to mass media, the first thing I asked myself was, what could we make? The answer I've come up with is everything. When you pull up this course on the website, here's what it says. History of mass media communication theories and practices, including the economic and social evolution of mass media with society, current issues in radio and television development, telecommunications, satellite communications, and cable TV are explored. In addition, consideration is given to the broadcast terminology, principles, and regulations. But here's what we're actually going to be doing. We've got 15 weeks to play with this semester, and we're going to use that time to do three things. First. We're going to learn the history of the major media areas, all eight of them, how they started, how they got to where they are today. Why? Because knowing how they've worked in the past gives us new ideas on how to do things our own way today. Second, we're going to learn about the media industries. This is Job Insight. This will help you land a good one. There are tons of Langston alumni working in the media industry today, and I'm going to bring in a few of them to tell their stories so you know how to succeed like they did. Third. We're going to make media using the tools we have on hand. 
As you progress in the broadcast journalism program, you're going to be exposed to professional equipment, radio and television studios. But here, I'm going to show you what you can do with just your smartphone. The skills you'll learn by doing these assignments will prepare you to tackle massive projects in the future, while getting you started right now. You will complete projects in photography, news writing, podcasting, cinema recreation, television script writing, and social media campaigning. When you're done, you'll have tried more than a lot of students try in their whole four years of school. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by COVID-19. We may be an unthinking, unfeeling viral entity without heart or soul, but we care about you. We want you to enjoy your semester from the comfort of your couch, away from all your friends, family, or any living, breathing, warm thing. Don't lie to yourself. You like it this way. It feels great not having to go to class. Believe me, this is the best college is ever going to get. COVID-19, a proud member of the Zoom family conglomerate. Okay, but seriously though, we need to talk about what this semester is going to look like, because it is scary out there, right? I know people have different opinions about this COVID-19 stuff, but me personally, I'm taking it pretty seriously, and so is the university. In fact, they put together a lot of policies about what this is going to have to look like when we get back in the classroom. This first week is all virtual, but we will have the option to meet, sorta, after that. So what they're telling me is that only 10 people can be in a classroom at the same time. But the catch is there's a, about 40 of us? So I'm not sure how we're gonna make that work. Well, I guess I am, rather. What we'll have to do is split up into groups of 10. And those groups will have to meet on separate days. But that means that we'll only meet once every two weeks. So, this class is going to have to be a little different. Here's what I've done to make this class useful and workable for us in a COVID-19 time. So the first thing I've done is I've made this podcast. Podcasting, to me, is a little better than Zoom. When I was a student, I didn't like Zoom. I thought it was kind of annoying. And I didn't like having to show up for a specific time and turn on my camera. A podcast isn't like that. You can listen to it at any time and doing anything, folding laundry, taking care of siblings, driving to work, you can even listen to it while doing anything. It's convenient that way. And since I'm gonna show you how to make podcasts using the app that I'm using to make this podcast, I thought it would be appropriate. So everything that's important about this class is going to be available to you online on D2L. So each week we'll have a module that will include the episode to listen to, the textbook chapter to read, and all the activities surrounding it. And I'll get into those in a bit. Each week you need to do the things that are in that week's module. It's going to look pretty clear once you get onto the D2L system. I think it will be pretty easy to understand, but if you have any questions, please shoot me an email at any time. Because all the important stuff is happening online, you actually will not be required to go to class at all if you don't want to. In fact, frankly, and don't tell anyone I told you this, I don't think you should come to class. Gosh, as a teacher, I never thought I'd say that. But really though, it's dangerous out there for a lot of people, and if you feel at all as though you might be in danger by being around others, 
stay home for this part, you know? I am just going to use the in-class days for discussion and Q&A. Now, we can have some great discussions, and I would be happy to answer your questions in person and help you through any concepts you're working on, but it's not going to be anything essential. Nothing that happens on those class days is going to show up on a test. You don't have to come. In fact, I've designed the class specifically so that you don't have to come if you don't want to. Now, if you do, here's what we're going to have to decide. I'm going to send out a survey. In fact, it's already up on D2L for you to take. In this survey, I ask you whether you want to come to class or not. Those who do want to come to class, I'll split you into groups of 10 and we'll do our best to meet whenever we can. I'll get you the full schedule once I know how many people we're working with. For if you, if you do decide to come to class, you're going to need to wear a mask. The university has stated that. There's hand sanitizer stations that you'll want to use, and you'll want to have to, you're going to have to social distance from other people inside the classroom. It's just how they've set us up for it to work. I won't be able to allow you into the classroom unless you have a mask on, which sucks, but this is where we're at this semester, and I'm not going to argue with the administration on this one. So that's what we're kind of looking at. You won't have to be in class if you don't want to. It's a pretty decent setup, I think. So, over the next week, really think about, do you want to come to class? Do you want to be a part of discussions, or do you want to make this work all online? Again, I've set it up to where it will work all online if you want it to. By doing these things, I think we've ensured that we're going to have a pretty safe semester, even with this, this virus going on. I think the classroom will be safe, but I think it will be safer not to be on campus at all. So, the choice is yours. It's up to you and your own comfort level. So, now that I've talked a little bit about what the class is going to look like, I want to dive into some of the assignments. We have five different types. Media challenges, a social media campaign, exams, attendance, and peer uplifting. I'm going to talk about each one. So the media challenges are the weekly media design challenges. Each week, you will have the opportunity to create a different kind of media. This is really the backbone of the class. This is where you get your skill development, where you get to really learn how to make different things. Now, towards the end of the semester, that's where the social media campaign comes in, and you'll have a chance to use all the skills you've learned to produce kind of a PR campaign, a promotional campaign for some nonprofit cause of your choosing. This has the option of being a group assignment, but I'll get into that a little bit more as the semester goes on. There are also two exams, a midterm and a final. They will be low-pressure, low-point tests that will ask you to culminate the material of the previous half of class through short essay questions. So for each chapter in the textbook I'm thinking, we will have one short answer question that asks you to use what you know and apply it to the real world. These, again, will be kind of low pressure tests, but they're an opportunity for you to really develop some knowledge in the different fields that we're gonna be talking about. The way I'm doing attendance is through discussion boards. So each week there will be a discussion prompt that I'll post, some question for you to answer. Normally, you would just show up to class and that would be your attendance. And if you participated, you get points for that. The way Langston operates, they have a policy that says for Tuesday, Thursday classes, you can't miss more than four classes, otherwise you get an F. 
It's a policy that tries to ensure that everyone comes to class because coming to class is the biggest way to succeed in college. The only people I've ever given Fs to as a teacher have been people who just stopped coming. So in order to do attendance virtually though, that's where the discussion board comes in. So normally you'd get two attendance days, one for Tuesday, one for Thursday. So the way we're gonna do this is your initial post will be your Tuesday attendance, and then I'm gonna have you respond to someone else's post, either with a follow-up question or a comment, and that will be your Thursday attendance. By doing these, you're all are gonna to get to know each other a little bit, and that's really important because this is basically the first class in the broadcast journalism major. A lot of you are gonna be working with each other for the rest of your time in college. This is a great opportunity to get to know each other. And the next thing I'm gonna talk about is gonna help you get to know each other either even more. It's the peer uplifting assignment. The idea behind this is that each week you're gonna be doing these media challenges, right? Well, I want you to have a team of people cheering you on. It's important for us to support each other. College is hard and this pandemic is making it harder. So each week after you've made something, your group of peers, about six or seven of you, are going to go in and look at the things that you've made and comment on them. So each week you will look at your peers' work and you're going to encourage them in the things they did great, you know, give kudos to them when they've done something really good, and encourage them in the areas that maybe they're still working on. This way we can build each other up. It's really important that we do that at this stage in the game. This will help you see where your peers are really strong and show you areas that you'll be able to work together in later on. This group of peers will be the group that you can work on the social media campaign with if you want to. Again, you don't have to, but you'll have the option. And these will be the people who you can go to class in person with. So I will assign those groups by the second week and y'all can start getting to know each other. So I'm hoping through this attendance discussion board and through these peer upliftings, Y'all are going to be able to develop relationships with each other that will last the rest of your college career. Again, it's really important that you lean on each other and rely on each other. Stuff is hard, and it's really worth it. So these are the five types of assignments. Now, there's one other type, and that is the bonus assignment. If you have an idea for some type of media you'd like to make, pitch it to me. I think we can make something work. Even though we're covering a lot of different types of media in this class, there's no way we can cover every single thing. So if, say, you have an interest in graphic novels and you want to maybe make a five-page graphic novel with illustrations and a storyline, great. Let's do that. You can get 50 points for that. We can make it happen. If you have things that you want to try, let me know, and we'll try them. I may post some options for uh, for bonus, some just sample assignments that you can tackle, but if you are low on points, if you miss an assignment, if you just didn't get around to something on one week and you wanna make up those points, let's come up with an idea for each other. I think that this could be a really good way for y'all to keep developing your skills. I want this class to serve you and to serve the skills that you wanna develop. So, in total, we have the media challenges, the social media campaign, the exams, the attendance, the peer offliftings, and the bonus points. Those are the components that will make up this course. One of the biggest ways I can help you to achieve success in this class is through my office hours. I have 12 office hours spread throughout the week on every day to help you in this course. A lot of people 
feel like office hours are something that they only go to if they really need help. And that the only types of students that go to office hours are the students who aren't very smart or who need help frequently with a lot of things. But this really isn't true. I went to office hours a ton as a student. I got to know my professors. Some of them were really interesting, some of them weren't. I remember there was one guy who collected typewriters, and that was frankly the most interesting thing about him. But each time I went to visit a professor, I understood something different about them, and that helped me to succeed in their class. Office hours are for everyone, regardless of whether you feel like you're struggling or not. So I recommend you take advantage of them with all your professors, not just me. Now. With the pandemic, we're going to have to do them a little bit differently. You can come to my office if you wear a mask and we'll have a conversation, we'll discuss things, that will work out just fine. But you can also call me. I will provide a number for you to call me, in fact. I know calling people on the phone is like the most anxiety-inducing thing ever. Gosh, I had the other day, I was trying to call up someone, my, my washing machine is broken, and I have to call someone about it, but it's just the most frustrating thing in the world. So I get it. But being a professional does include calling people on the phone. And if you develop these skills now, they will pay off in dividends later. So, phone number available to you. You can also email me. I'm pretty good at emailing, but make sure you include a lot of detail about the thing that you want to know. Include a really detailed question so I know exactly what you're asking me. Sometimes it's hard if I get a one-line email to know how I can help the student who's talking to me. So the more information you put in an email, the better able I will be to help you out. A note on grading and on late assignments. So I have a really generous late assignment policy. Most professors are like, yeah, if you don't get it in at the right time, you're done. I'm, I'm gonna work with you all a little bit more. If you realize that your project's gotten too big or too ambitious for you to complete it by the time, send me an email and I will give you 12 hours extra to work on the assignment, no questions asked. If you do need more than 12 hours though, what I'm gonna have you do is a couple things. I will want you to tell me in the email what you completed so far, what you hope to complete with additional time, and how much time you need to do it. I need these emails before the deadlines though. That way I know that you're not going to send something in if the deadline has passed, and I can go ahead and start grading. It's very important. I've got a lot of people that I'm helping grade this semester, so I'll need you to let me know ahead of time if you're not going to make the deadline. Our academic integrity policy is standard. Cheating and plagiarism can't be allowed to occur in the classroom. If clear and convincing evidence that cheating or plagiarism has occurred is shown, the instructor will take appropriate academic disciplinary action, which may include the awarding of an F on the particular assignment or in the course. The instructor will then make a report that goes to the department chair, the VP of academic affairs, the VP of student affairs, and to the student. Then the student disciplinary committee will review the incident and impose conduct discipline, including conduct probation and suspension, potentially. The student may, if he or she desires, discuss the matter with the Student Disciplinary Committee and or the Student Judicial Court. We also have an ADA statement, and it is as follows. Langston University fully subscribes to all required standards of the Americans with Disabilities Act of 1990, ADA. Persons in need of assistance should contact the ADA Compliance Officer, Mrs. Cynthia Buckley, in Human Resources, Page Hall, Room 112, and her number is 405 466 3204. 
you'll want to get on this within the first week. By reasonably accommodating students with qualifying disabilities, Langston University strives to ensure that all students achieve access to educational opportunities. Students requesting reasonable accommodation must self-identify to the Office of Disability Services and provide appropriate diagnostic information that substantiates both the disability and the functional limitations of the disability. Such information must be obtained from a licensed and certified practitioner in the area of the disability. All requests for reasonable accommodation must be initiated prior to receiving services. The Office of Disability Services will then facilitate and coordinate the provision of services to reasonably accommodate the disability. All diagnostic information is confidential, and examples of reasonable accommodations that may be granted to qualifying students include alternative test-taking procedures and recorded lectures. A student who believes that he or she has been treated inappropriately because of his or her disability is encouraged to report the incident to the Office of Disability Services. This has been a lot of policies, and I appreciate you hanging in there. But I have one final request of you, one final expectation that I want to make for the beginning of the semester. I want you to bring your passion. I want you to bring who you are to this course every time you engage with the material. There are a lot of people out there making media just because they want to make things. That's okay. But I get the sense the students here at Langston are a bit more authentic than that. I want you to bring yourself, your identity, to each and every assignment that we do. Don't be afraid that I'm going to judge you based on who you are. I'm going to grade you any differently based on the things that you're interested in, the ideas that you have, the ways you go about producing things. I expect this class to be helpful for you in your development, in terms of you developing your skills, and I trust you to know what skills you want to develop, what things you want to focus on. These assignments are meant to stretch you, but the parameters are intentionally a little broad for each one. You can do just about anything you want in completing these assignments. That's the way I want it to be. That's the way it can be most useful to you. And that leaves a lot of room for passion. Please bring that with you. If we can be passionate together in this class, we can make incredible things that will be useful to us later on in our lives. I want to thank you all for listening today. If you go on to D2L, you will find that the first assignment is posted. The first assignment is to make the blog that you will be using, and I have some instructions for you on that. I'd also like you to take a peek at the first chapter of our textbook. The first chapter is kind of an overview of how the textbook approaches media, and it's worth at least skimming through. If you have any questions at all, you can reach me by the email or the phone number that I have posted on D2L. I'd be happy to hear from you. And please also fill out the survey that I've sent. This will help me start getting to know you, and I want to get to know you. I get the sense that y'all are really cool, and I'm excited for the semester. Take care, and I'll talk to you again next week.